Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. It was a beautiful winter day. There'd been a heavy fall of snow last night, and this morning the sun shone brightly on the dazzling white drifts, sparkled in the icicles which festooned the trees in the square across from the Wakefield Courthouse. In his room at the Brown Palace Hotel, Nicholas Dorn, the young writer to whom Aunt Mary's niece, Peggy Douglas, was engaged, flung open the window, stood for a moment breathing in the crisp air. This, Nicholas was thinking, this was one of the things he'd missed in Hollywood. The miracle of the changing seasons, the wonderful succession of winter, spring, fall, and summer, each with its own excitement and beauty. He ought to get out more, Nicholas told himself. He'd kept in his room pretty much lately, alternately brooding about his love for Peggy and trying to get some work done on a story he was writing. He wasn't making much progress either way. What he needed was a good, brisk walk, some cold air to clear away the cobwebs. And so, Nicholas put on a heavy overcoat, muffled his neck in a scarf, and set forth. As he walked along, the beauty of the winter day and the sharp, crisp air had dispelled his mood of uneasiness. Unconsciously, he'd started to whistle. Now, as he turned a corner... Oh! Bill Mead. Hello, Dorn. Hi, Bill. How are you? Fine. How are you? Okay. Out for a little air. I like a day like this. Same here. You mind if I walk along with you? No, not at all. Glad to have you. Thanks. Quite a snow we had last night. Yeah, six inches. Mm, don't say. Yes, sir, I'm really enjoying this weather. California's wonderful, but... Nice to get a change. Oh, yeah. You're a Westerner, too, aren't you, Bill? Didn't Peggy say you grew up in Oregon? That's right. Beautiful country up there. Mm, so I've heard. Lots of rain, though, I understand. Yeah, there is. That's one of the things about it. Gives the country almost a tropical look. Keeps everything green, mm-hmm. flourishing. Well, I, I've knocked around quite a lot. Shipped out a couple of times when I was quite a bit younger. Spent some time in Canada. Of all the places I've seen, there's a lot to be said for this little town. I like it. Mm. People are friendly, hospitable. They're simple, nothing pretentious, just... Just folks. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I never thought I'd get to the point of settling down the way I've been feeling lately. Well, Dorn, that's because you've never had a reason to stay in one place before. You mean Peggy? Yes, I do. You know, Bill, I'm awfully glad we met up like this today. I've even been thinking of getting in touch with you. I heard you were working at the bank. It occurred to me it might be a good idea for us to sort of get together, talk things over. Oh. Well, Dawn, there doesn't seem to be very much to say. Except, of course, I want to walk through the light. Peggy told me about talking to you the other day. Yeah? Yes. I've heard quite a lot about you out at the Lane Place. Aunt Mary speaks very highly of you. Yeah, she's been a wonderful lot of, well, comfort, you might say, these last months. I hope you'll forgive my being so blunt, Bill, but I'd like you to know that I'm wishing you the best of luck in your present situation. 
Thanks, Don. You see, I've, I've gathered a fairly clear picture of what goes on. You know how it is in a little town like this? Oh, sure. People talk. I know that. But not maliciously. Don't think that for a minute. In fact, you've a lot of friends on your side. It's Ben Calvert. He's not too popular with the local boys and girls. In spite of the fact that he's your father-in-law at present, I must say it looks to me as if he's a pretty good choice for the most poisonous character of the year. <laughs> no, Ben Calvert isn't very popular. So I... I think I know what you're up against. It's tough. Yeah, I'll admit. It's pretty rugged. Uh, rugged's the word. Thought about it a lot lately. I suppose you think it's none of my business. Oh, that's okay. In a way, Bill, it is my business. It's funny, and in spite of the fact that I know the Calverts are a pretty sorry outfit, still, in a sense, they, they did me a good turn. Oh, I suppose they had their good points. No, that isn't what I mean. You see... Well, that's a pretty brutal truth, but if you and Kit hadn't married, things would be... I mean, the whole setup would be a lot different. <laughs> that's an understatement. I mean about Peggy and me. I know what you mean. Bill, Peggy's a fine girl. Yeah. As I started to say before, I want to offer you my... Uh, hold it a minute, Bill. Look. At the risk of sticking my neck out much too far, I'd like to ask you a very serious question. Do you mind? No. Okay, then. Bill, you are in love with Peggy, aren't you? Look, Dorn, I don't know what you're getting at, but I'm not sure I like this. Aren't you getting a lot of line? I told you I was sticking my neck out. I know I am. But believe me, I'm not asking without a reason. A darn good reason. Well, supposing I am in love with her. That's hardly your concern. And I'm not asking for sympathy. Especially from you. <laughs> this is the craziest darn situation. Sure, I know it's crazy. But I don't see what good it does to kick it around. And so far as that goes, I don't understand why you want to bother yourself with it. You're okay. Your life isn't butched up. It isn't, eh? It's a laugh, Bill. A good, hearty laugh. Look. You think Peggy's in love with me, don't you? Well, sure I do. She told me she was going to marry you. Yes, I know she did. I know she called you and that you met and had that long talk. I saw her just afterwards. Oh. Yes, I saw her. She was absolutely radiant. Yeah, she looked lovely, didn't she? Let's see. What was she wearing that day? Something bright red and a woolly sort of coat with a white scarf. And a little red, uh, how do they call them? Uh, a beanie. Hmm. Yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, and she was wearing red mittens, too. <laughs> oh, brother, you are in love. I'm sorry, Bill. That was sort of hitting below the belt, but I had to be sure of something. And you have the answer now, is that it? Yes, I'm pretty sure I have. Look, Mead, man to man, do you think you could convince me you're not in love with a girl whose entire outfit you can describe in every detail? Even though it's been a week since you saw her? Now, I know you're not an expert on women's fashion. Somehow, you just don't strike me as the type. All right, Dorn, so I'm in love with Peggy. Very much in love with her. What do you want to do about it? I don't doubt that you'd be very happy to punch me in the jaw, Mead. 
Naturally, you think I ought to keep my nose out of your affairs. But what I've been trying to make clear to you is your affairs and mine are pretty much entangled. Yeah, well, don't worry about it. They won't be. As soon as you and Peggy are married. You can forget there ever was a guy named Bill Mead. I'm sure Peggy has already. But that's where you're wrong. Well, if she hasn't, she will very shortly. Wrong again, Bill. And that's why I'm glad I ran into you today. I have something to tell you which I think ought to interest you very much. Okay, I'm listening. The fact is, Bill, I've... Well, that is, we've decided to postpone the wedding. What? You mean you're not going to be married next week, as Peggy said? Exactly. The wedding's been postponed indefinitely. But why? Why, Dawn? Because I have a very good hunch that the prospective bride's in love with someone else. Bill Mead looked straight into Dorn's eyes, searched for the assurance that Nicholas had meant what Bill hoped he did. But the young writer only smiled a twisted, self-conscious smile. Dorn hadn't done it as gracefully as he would have liked to, but at least he'd taken one more step toward an obvious eventuality, a step toward the time when he would have to tell Peggy herself that he could never marry her. <laughs> 